Welcome to Inside the Mind. My name is Drew Fitzgerald here to bring you coverage of all things Charlotte 49ers. A lot of good has happened in the last few weeks for Charlotte football, but with the amount the team has gained, they were bound to hit a roadblock. I reported in the previous episode that star wide receiver Grant DeBose had exited the transfer portal, and many fans, including me, inferred that this meant he was returning for the 2023 season to play at Charlotte. In a surprising change of events, Grant DeBose has decided to forego his senior season to declare for the 2023 NFL draft. DeBose is not the only Niner heading to the NFL. Redshirt senior offensive lineman Ashton Gist will also be entering the draft. Both players earned CUSA honors, DeBose making the second team and Gist getting an all-conference honorable mention. A few Niners have announced that they are leaving the team. This is to no surprise with the coaching changes and upwards of 40 signees that have joined the team since the season ending. Three offensive linemen have announced that they will be transferring from Charlotte. Redshirt freshman offensive lineman Knox Boyd will be traveling to his home state of Texas to reunite with Niners interim coach Pete Rosamondo, who took the head coaching job at Lamar University. Redshirt junior offensive lineman Matt Rosso has also entered the transfer portal, as well as redshirt freshman Jordan Brown. Despite the departures, Charlotte was able to further bolster their offensive line this week, which already has 10 commitments for 2023, with the addition of Kevin Williams Jr., a grad transfer from Nebraska. Williams played in four games before a season-ending injury after earning the starting position as right tackle. One little neat fact, Williams Jr. is actually the cousin of American actress Gabrielle Union. This week, Pogey continued to make some major moves in the transfer portal. The Niners landed three four-star prospects and five recruits from the Power Five, including Williams Jr., The Niners added to their already stacked defense, gaining two ACC defensive backs in Dante Balfour, a four-star transfer from UNC, and C.J. Burton, a four-star transfer from Boston College, originally from St. Francis Academy. One thing to note about C.J. Burton, his tweet announcing his commitment to Charlotte was deleted a short while after it was posted. He did welcome Charlotte's other defensive back commit, Dante Balfour, via tweet. So for now, we can assume that he'll be coming to Charlotte. Both Balfour and Burton have hit the field in the ACC. Balfour mainly doing special teams work for UNC, and Burton playing occasionally for the Eagles, having his best game of the year against Wake Forest with three pass breakups and a total of four tackles. In the wake of star wide receiver Elijah Spencer transferring to the University of Minnesota, the Niners have managed to swap talent with the Golden Gophers, gaining Ike White, a former St. Francis Academy alum and four-star freshman wide receiver. White will be paired with three other new receiver transfers to Charlotte, Andrew Jacobs from South Dakota, Jalen Bradley from Pitt, and Jack Hestera from Colorado. The Niners have also added a new running back to their roster through Georgia Tech grad transfer, Dylan McDuffie. McDuffie rushed for 1,273 yards and 13 touchdowns in four seasons at the University of Buffalo. At Georgia Tech, he didn't see much playtime and only saw 22 carries, rushing for 45 yards and one touchdown. With the addition of another running back, It's unclear what the response will be from both of the running backs from the 2022 season. Pogey has added three running backs so far in the offseason, and it depends on where they land on the depth chart. But Shadrick Bird and Chavon McEachern have a high likelihood of transferring. This deep core of running backs will have a new coach come the 2023 season. This week, Pogey hired Greg Frolich as the running backs and special teams coordinator for the Niners. 
Frolich led the special teams at Illinois. The Fighting Illini ranked number one in the nation in special teams. So Frolich's experience will be much appreciated in the Queen City. Just today, Charlotte Football released their ticket prices for the 2023 season. Season ticket holders will have to pay more out of pocket to see the Niners play in the American Conference. Charlotte Athletics is implementing a required seat donation model, which has been used by other members of the conference. It will be an added fee that season ticket holders will have to pay on top of their base ticket cost. But this shouldn't be a problem if you want to see Biff Pogey and the improved Niners hit the field next fall. Pricing for the different sections are located on Charlotte Athletics' website. Check it out if you're interested in seeing the Niners debut in the American Conference next year. February 10th will be the day to lock in your rate for the 2024 season. March 31st will be the season ticket renewal, seat assignment, and parking deadline. Away game sales will start in May and June, and single game sales will occur in July. In other Charlotte news, the Charlotte basketball team returns to the 704 after a tough road trip to Florida. The Niners went through the ringer losing to Florida International and Florida Atlantic in devastating fashion. The Niners entered the weekend third in Conference USA standings and have now fallen all the way to seventh. The Niners entered and exited their Florida road trip, starting and finishing strong. They just forgot to play well in the middle. Here's what Ron Sanchez said in today's press conference about what the Niners could take away from their rough business trip. Um, I think that our our ball screen defense was really good. Um, I think that we did a really good job in the first half of that game of protecting the twos and um, not giving up transition baskets um, and blocking out. We didn't give up a single offensive rebound. Uh, in the second half, you know, um, their first seven points were transition and offensive rebounds. So, you know, things that you learn and you watch and just got to be really consistent. You know, we asked them to, um, you know, continue to do that. And, uh, you know, we maybe lost our focus a bit there, but we regained it. Um, we definitely also were down and down almost by, I think, by 20 and found the energy, the commitment to the defense and the offense to execute well. And, um, you know, if we can bottle, you know, those, what, 15 minutes of basketball, you know, for the future, then, um, you know, we'll, we'll be pleased with what we are. So definitely a lot to take from, from the game at FAU. While Bryce Williams and the Niners seemed in control early against the FIU Panthers, the Niners began playing uncharacteristically poor. The Niners statistically stooped to the Panthers' level, shooting only about 38% from field goal range. The 49ers relied on Bryce Williams, who was having a come down from his last two record-setting performances. Williams had the most shot attempts on the team and only went 4 from 15 from the field and 2 and 7 from behind the arc. At the very end of the game, the Niners found themselves down 2 with the opportunity to win or send the game to overtime. Montre Gibson led the fast break and passed to Lakai Patterson as he elevated to the rim. Patterson's shot was blocked as he faced contact from two FIU players. While the no call was controversial, it's also arguable that the Niners shouldn't have even needed this call to begin with if they wanted to win the game. Transitioning to the second leg of Charlotte's vacation in Florida, in Boca Raton, the Niners struggled the majority of the game, trailing at one point by 20 in the second half but they found themselves down by two with one minute remaining against the FAU Owls after a three-pointer by Lakai Patterson. Unfortunately, FAU responded with a three-point jumper of their own, and the Niners missed two consecutive layups. Bryce Williams nailed a three at the buzzer, but the attempt was pointless, and the Niners fell to FAU 67-71. to For what it's worth, the Niners are in good company, as UAB and Jelly Walker suffered the same fate at the hands of FIU and FAU, losing in both games in tight contests. 
these two losses have shot the Niners down in the standings. And Charlotte will need to redirect themselves this Saturday against the UTSA Roadrunners if they want to stay in the hunt for the CUSA title. In the next episode, we'll recap Charlotte's two-game stint against UTSA and UTEP at home. And we'll also cover any other newsworthy events in Charlotte recruiting. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside the Mine. Hit that follow button to stay updated on all things Niner Nation. You can find me on Twitter at InsideTheMine49 and on Instagram at Drew underscore Fitzgerald. As always, picks up and roll Niners. Niners.